So, you know, this afternoon, I'd like to speak about Maranasati, which is contemplation of death or contemplation of dying. And, you know, generally it's, it's uh, remembering the Dhamma of death as a preparation to the vastness from which we come. You know, it's all very mysterious. You know, we are coming out of the womb of our mothers and then we're going to we grow and we age and we get sick. And at one point then, you know, the body falls apart and goes back to from where it came. And it's kind of not, we can't grasp it with the intellect. We can't grasp it with the thinking mind. Where is it? Where did it go and where did it come from? But we can kind of, you know, contemplate it and then allow ourselves to just intuitively understand. And this practice, which I'm going to share with you this afternoon, helps us to, uh, you know, get the mind directed in, in that way. And Marana Sati, or Recollection of Death, is one of the three practices in the first establishment of mindfulness in the Kaya Nupasana, the first of the four Satipatthana. Two of them we already did today. We did the anatomical parts, skin, flesh and bones, <coughs> or the other contemplation we did. And then we also were contemplating the elements and both of those uh, practices, you know, uh, the first one is leading to detachment, letting go of, of grasping of the body in terms of lust. And the other one, contemplation of the elements, leads to dis disidentification. And uh, the third one, about mortality, just, you know, brings us fully in the present moment to allow the thought, I'm going to die. I will die at one point. And that, you know, brings home the impermanence, anicca in Pali, and leads to also leads to letting go. And, you know, if we're going to do that frequently, the recollection of death, it's, it's a really important preparation because, you know, if we are going to have an exam or some kind of a test or a competition, we are not starting to train on the day of the exam or on the day of the, the uh, competition in sports. So, so we are training for months or for weeks at least before. And the same is with the recollection of death because it's a very huge transition. So, and usually, you know, it can be, there can be a lot of stress accompanying that. So it's really good to be prepared and to train ourselves in that um, reflection frequently so that when, it, when, when death comes, we have more confidence in turning towards it because we have done it before. We can almost, you know, call it the art of dying to face that, which is difficult to face, and, and through facing it, becoming more alive, actually, because we are completing the picture. 
and through that completion, you know, seeing the whole spectrum of what it is, you know, to live as a human being, to get born, to age, and to die, it sets free some energy, which is usually, you know, kept by suppressing thoughts which are difficult to be with. So there's a certain tension there, you know, because we know, we all know we will die one day and we have, you know, the same survival instinct as animals, but we know that we will not succeed. Any strategy, you know, even the best food and the best medicine, whatever we try, one day we're going to die anyway. So that brings up a certain tension and therefore, you know, the recollection of death or the five subjects which we did yesterday evening, you know, they are skillful means to release the tension slowly by familiarizing us with the truth. And the two ways, you know, of defense mechanism, which I'm often unconscious is, is, you know, that, yes, you know, other people die, but I won't die, kind of, as an unconscious strategy. And yes, you know, I'm going to die, but not now. So those two strategies are applied, you know, often unconsciously, and we want to wanna counteract those two strategies. And it's not only a preparation for dying, but also a preparation for being alive more fully. And, you know, what do we want to do before we die? What do we want to do with the remainder of our life to really ask ourselves? And not necessarily on those things, but qualities, which qualities we want to develop more. You know, and and then there's like certain strategies, like maybe certain situations, there are certain changes in our life we want to make in order to develop these qualities. And then it's also, you know, knowing about death also makes it much easier to forgive and makes it much easier to ask for forgiveness. We just become more alive, more connected with our, you know, real heart wish, what we really want to do with our lives. And for example, I remember in my case, you know, my whole practice started when my mother suddenly died when I was 28. She had a, an accident. And then after that, my whole life started to completely turn around within a few years because I was so in shock because I'd never considered that my mother would die because she was just 48 at that time. And then I saw, you know, how my father was also totally disoriented. My father, who I thought knows everything better than I do, you know. And, and then I had this very strong urge, you know, to find someone who could tell me what it is all about this life and what I'm doing here. And I was very, I became very interested and open, you know, for some sense of direction, for some body, you know, to help. And then within one and a half years, I met my first teacher. And it's often said, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And in my life, it was like this, you know. 
And then when I, when I met him, when I saw him, I immediately intuitively knew he knows, you know. And that's how it all started. And then, you know, I got drawn in deeper and deeper. And then a few years later, I became a, a novice nun. So it was the death of my mother which wheeled everything around. And I think, you know, she has given to me birth twice. Once, you know, as a, when I was born as a, as a baby and then the second time when I was reborn at that time, you know, after she died and turned my whole life around. So it was that, the mystery of all of this, which which completely pulled me in, you know, and I wanted to understand and I wanted to know what is going on. And because I think if we don't, you know, consider and reflect on death, we can get easily lost in the world. And through reflection on that, the interest, you know, in, in the world starts to fade out. And also, you know, through the other recollection, recollection on aging, recollection on sickness, all of those things, if we really take that to heart, our interest in the world fades out. And what comes into the foreground is a sense of urgency. In the Pali language, it's called Samvega. And also a sense of disenchantment. Because we know, you know, the world can't give us what we are really looking for. Disenchantment in the Pali language is called Nibida. And if we translate that literally, it means not finding. Nibida, not finding. Because we can't find in the world what we are looking for. We can't find a real resting place in the world. Because the world is constantly changing. But we can find a resting place by letting go of attachment. You know, that's what the refugees are all about. The refugees showing us the direction where to turn. And, uh, and it becomes more and more important not what we are doing, but how we are doing it. The how becomes more important, the qualities become more important than the things. And that, you know, once we see that the only thing we can take with us when we die are the qualities of the mind, you know, it's the character disposition. Then, you know, we feel we really would like to practice because we understand this is the best investment we can make. You know, we still need to have a life and we need a house and we need, you know, a job and all of those things, of course, that's all needed. But it becomes very important how we are going about all of this. Because the house and the job won't come with us, but our mind. Our mind will come with us. So this, uh, you know, reflection on death or Marana Sati is the most radical cutting-edge practice in, in regards to impermanence. Because it really brings it right here, you know. And it brings tranquility and calmness and peace in our lives. It's kind of counterintuitive, you know. Because the culture tries to keep death out of sight, you know, keeps it hidden because 
we think we can't handle it, but actually we can, because it's part of life and it's true, and we know that. Deep down, we know that. And then, you know, we can be able to face our own death and the death of others, of loved ones. And it leads to the deathless. The deathless is another word for the Nibbana, the aim of the practice. Because it really, you know, faces ignorance head on. And Ajahn Chah, the quite well-known Thai forest master, he often said, die before you die. Which means, you know, contemplate death before you die. Because then when the time comes to die, it will be much more easeful. And to have an easeful death, a peaceful death, is the very best starting point for the next life. Because it's, it's a preparation for the mind, you know, to be able to stay open and to not, you know, shrink away in, in fear, but stay open. So very important practice and part of the first of the Satipatthana practices because it is so important. And all of those three practices together, you know, the body parts or the non-beautiful side of the body, elements and recollection of death, those three are not difficult practices to do intellectually, but we need to uh, do it on a regular basis and let it slowly but surely you know, change us. And, uh, you know, now I'd like to guide us in a meditation on, that, on this, which I have received from Bhikkhu Bodhi. And it, it consists of uh, three main themes. The first one is death is inevitable. The second one is arrival of death is uncertain. And the third one is when we die, we have to relinquish everything. So please, you know, find a posture you can sustain for about 40 minutes. And becoming aware of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And allowing the mind to rest on the body just as the body rests on the cushion.
in bringing up again, you know, your aspiration, your motivation. Why are you joining us for this weekend? Why are you meditating? So death is inevitable. That's the first of the three main themes. And now we're going to break that down into three sub-themes, which we con consider. So you don't have to do anything in particular, just listening to my words and allowing the mind to deal with that. How do we know this? Every other being who lived before me has died. Powerful queens of the past, presidents, the wealthy, the famous, the glorious, the holy ones, all have died. I can't be an exception. I can't be an exception. And then the next sub-theme is death comes along at the moment of birth. We always think death lies in the future, but actually at the moment I am born, my death has co-arisen, always lurking in the background. When causes and conditions come, I have to die. When causes and conditions come, I have to die.
Every moment I'm moving ever closer to death. At morning, when the sun rises, it moves ever closer to sunset. So from birth, over the prime of life, old age, I come ever closer to my death every year, every month, every day, every hour, every minute, every second I draw closer to my end. The arrival of death is uncertain. The time of death is unpredictable. Children, adolescents, prime of life, middle age, as a baby, very old, we don't know when we go, when death will come. And the place of my death is unpredictable. It can be at home, in a hospital, on a plane, when we're out for a hike, driving, shopping. The place of my death is unpredictable. And the cause of death is also unpredictable. It can be an illness, an accident, it can be something happening in nature, or we can just die, you know, in bed with old age. So many different causes. It's unpredictable. 
And when we have to die, we have to relinquish everything. All material possessions and status, name, fame, all external acquisitions have to be left behind. All who are near and dear to me have to be left behind, separated from parents, children, spouse, friends, relatives, pets. My body and my personality, my whole identity based on it must be given up. And the only thing we can take with us is our disposition of character, our karmic volitions, karmic formations, which we have been creating over this lifetime and over many lifetimes. And that's where the practice comes in. This is why practice is so important, because that's what we are doing in the meditation we are supporting skillful mental formations and we are deconstructing unskillful ones. So, you know, we familiarize ourselves with all those nine aspects, the three main themes, with the three sub-themes. And then we can also go just once more through the three main themes. Death is inevitable. The arrival of death is uncertain.
when we die, we have to relinquish everything. We can only take our karmic volitions, formations, disposition of character with us, which we have created. And then we can condense it all into one sentence. Death is inevitable. And with the in-breath, you know, we allowing ourselves to really be touched by that truth. And with the out-breath, we just let go into the space. Relaxing. You can also invite the thought, this could be my last breath. And with the in-breath, you know, really allowing that to sink in and with the out-breath, letting go into the space, relaxing into the space. If you find it helpful, you know, you can uh, visualize a skeleton or Connect, you know, with the skeleton inside your body, the hardness, the structure which keeps the body upright. This could be my last breath. With the in-breath, allowing that thought, and with the out-breath, 
relaxing. This could be my last breath.
and being aware of the spaciousness which doesn't end at the walls of the room just allowing the mind to focus on the spaciousness immeasurable space and allowing you know, the body to just uh, dissolve in space listening to the space, the silence. And then dropping the space and the silence and 
you know, being aware of that which knows the space and that which knows the silence. Subject, being aware of itself and dropping the object. Just like making a U-turn and being aware of awareness. Being the knowing. Conscious awareness. Conscious knowing. That's the refuge. Refuge of Buddha. The inner Buddha. The knowing. And awakening to the knowing. So the outer Buddha is a symbol for our inner Buddha, for the knowing. And then gaining more and more confidence in that ability to be the knowing rather than becoming a million things. Resting as the knowing.
And if you're feeling tired, you can open your eyes. And notice the clarity. Effortless clarity. So in a few minutes our meditation will be ending and for the last five minutes or so just becoming aware again of impermanence in the body and in the mind, the thoughts, if there are any, the breath, bodily sensations, Maybe some sounds around you. The constant changingness. 
knowing the change, knowing impermanence like the sky, the knowing, and the clouds, the f different phenomena moving through. No need to hold on to any of them. And the dying before you die is the invitation to let go of all grasping of those clouds, just allowing them to be what they are and knowing them. They're impermanent, unsatisfactory. And empty of a self. So and when I'm ringing the bell, you just invite it, you know, to continue sitting or doing any other posture or kind of meditation which we would like to. And then we're going to come together again later in the evening and there will be a break from 5 to 7. Sankamita will ring a bell at 5 for the break. And then... We meet at 7 for the evening sitting and then we have a session of Q&A and some chanting. So you can think about any questions you'd have and can bring them in the evening. And I wish you a good afternoon and evening. Trying you know, to really continue with uh, cultivating awareness and mindfulness and not giving in to distractions too much. And really giving yourself this gift of uh, a weekend retreat. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.